0: Hi, everybody. You're listening to Twist of Fate Podcast. I'm, I guess, your host, Amanda Brown.
1: And I'm your co-host, Jeremy (laughs) Faulkner.
0: So we are going to um, talk about some stories that have interesting twists of fate. And um, I guess I'll begin. So we're kind of new at this podcasting business. I'm not even sure if Twist of Fate podcast is already taken by someone.
1: (laughs) Well, I know there's a. <laughs> I think there's a TV show actually called "Twist of Fate." Oh, really? I, did, so, I didn't yeah.
0: even know. I don't watch <laughs> enough TV, unfortunately. So there is a Louisiana man who drowned while proposing to his girlfriend. Um, they were vacationing in Pemba Island. I guess it's ocean off the east coast of Africa, and so they have a wooden cabin with the bedroom submerged in the ocean. I think I've seen, like, pictures of those on Pinterest, but I've never actually gone to one.
1: They kind of look like wall posters, you know, that you hang in your bedroom.
0: And um, I don't know. The story really stuck with me. I think it's because they're about to begin their lives, and then it's like, you know, just, I guess, a perfect scenery to propose. And um, so he... He had a handwritten note, and he pushed, I guess, against the bedroom window. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a quote from her, and her name is Kenesha Anton. I hope I didn't butcher that. Uh, And his name is Stephen Weber. And um, yeah, and I think there was a quote from her where she said something along the lines of, you know, he didn't even get to hear my answer. You know she was uh-huh. like you know yes you know yes yes a million times yes and i was just like oh so heartbroken and i was thinking you know maybe her reaction because he can see her maybe he was excited i don't think there's an update on exactly you know it, it was he drowned but maybe he couldn't catch his breath was it an anxiety attack i know sometimes if i'm overly excited i can't breathe I don't know. I just, I don't know why this story just kind of, this one's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a heartbreaking one. Yeah. Especially for such a young couple.
0: Yeah, here, this is what he said in his note. I have it right here. It says, oh my God. It says, I can't hold my breath enough to tell you everything I love about you. But everything I love about you, I love more every day. And then he goes on to say, will you please be my wife? Marry me, but um, yeah. Actually, no. It was a Facebook post you put. You never emerged from those depths, so you never got to hear my answer. Yes, yes, a million times. Yes, I will marry you. Yeah, but I uh, just I don't know. Definitely, a twist of fate.
1: Yeah, that was definitely.
0: So what you got for me, Jeremy? Case.
1: So I, I think I'm gonna uh, change the change the mood a little bit. Okay, good. You know, we need that. To bring something a little. Entertaining.
0: Light to the table.
1: But it's also seasonal. Okay. So a farmer out of Cleveland, Tennessee. So not Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Tennessee. I've never heard of it. Me either. So he he actually grew a 910-pound pumpkin. Wow. And instead (laughs) of entering it into a contest or (laughs) turning it into, you know, a huge jack-o-lantern he decided he wanted a boat, and uh, yeah, so he carved himself a boat out of his nine hundred and ten pound pumpkin uh the owner Justin Ownby. it's kind of a little twister the owner ownby, yeah. <laughs> but uh,
0: wow, I mean, people's creativity never ceases to amaze me. I mean, there are so many creative people out there. I just saw I think a three D, a three D print or print a boat. Did you see that oh, wow, video? That, that's pretty cool. It was um, pretty cool. Did it
1: float? It did. Kind of reminds me of the days when you're a kid and you make the little sailboats, yeah. put them in the ocean, see where they go.
0: And so, did this pumpkin float?
1: It did. So he actually went viral because of the. Oh, okay, cool. There's a the, video online that the, people can go to. There is. There's videos you can go. I'm sure it's on Twitter. Uh, CNN's talking about the story. The New York Post, but. His goal next year is actually to do it again, but this time with a thousand-pound pumpkin. He wants to break that thousand-pound mark. So, uh, his wife said he babyed the pumpkin. You know, he was out there every day watering it, protecting it from beetles. You know, making sure it stayed covered. And then, yeah, he actually took it onto the the family pond, and just rode around, or or uh, is it rode or oared? Like, you, know, <laughs> yeah, you only I had one oar. <laughs> Around the...
0: It kind of probably looked like one of those orange kayaks in the water.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it was some pretty <laughs> cool pictures that I saw and in, in, in videos.
0: I have a funny pumpkin story. So a few years ago, my daughter and I, we were carving pumpkins, and we just kind of threw out the seeds. Kid you not, a few weeks later, pumpkins like the plant started growing and I didn't know what it was. And I had to bring someone in and like, what is growing? And they're like, pumpkins, you're growing pumpkins. <laughs> and it wasn't even intentional. Cause when I intentionally plant seeds, like nothing comes. Nothing happens, yeah. No. And I've, then I've this was an accident and it was kind of growing into the driveway. So we had to cut it down, but ugh, isn't that cool? That is pretty they, cool. I guess they grow pretty fast.
1: Touching on the seeds. This is actually a pumpkin seed that came from a 1700 pound, champion winning pumpkin. I it wonder was a, if
0: that's the key to big pumpkins. Like oh my god, it. they should sell the seeds. Like this is a champion yeah. pumpkin.
1: It was an all state champion pumpkin last year. So
0: that's amazing. It li- like it's like a baby that a big baby that had a big baby. Pretty much. Something around uh, something like that.
1: Nickname wrong. is the USS Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so look for it again next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear that. And so we have some more good news, more good news. Um So, two hikers found a message in a bottle, and they helped rescue a stranded man, his son, and his girlfriend. So, this is a California man named Curtis Whitson. Again, he had his 13-year-old son and his girlfriend, and they went backpacking the Arroyo Seco River. Hopefully, I said that right. Um, And they've done this trip several times. It says he does it, like, every summer. So, he knows his way around. They're, They're not, like, amateur hikers. They're pretty pretty knowledgeable of the area but something just um they just had a run of bad luck and they got stuck basically that he said that there was this area that usually has like a rope you know i guess bolted to the rocks and that rope wasn't there you know long story short they got stuck and um they didn't know they were trying to scream for help well he saw a plastic green bottle That was just there. Thank you, whoever littered that day, right? And he picks (laughs) it up, and he carves help into the bottle. Well, his girlfriend, he told his uh, girlfriend to bring, like, scrap paper because they were playing games along the way. Because, I mean, this was, like, a couple-day hiking trip. Um, Yeah, like, I think a few days. And so, luckily, she had that scrap paper and a pen. And so they wrote, you know, where they were. And they, they took one toss. They threw it over a waterfall. Somebody saw two hikers saw that bottle that had help carved in it. it. It allowed them to pick it up and actually pull the message out of the bottle. Oh wow! Isn't that amazing?
1: That 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 is amazing.
0: That is uh, <clears throat> that's really lucky, really oh. lucky right there. That that those two hikers <clears throat> were curious enough to pick it up and save them. I mean that I don't like stories like that. That scares me, but.
1: Well, to get stuck lesson learned always have pen and paper with you exactly right? right
0: you know had he not you know asked her to pack that so that they couldn't play the game you know who yeah. knows who knows what could happen yeah it's um it's amazing what little things you need the time you need it like I went um hiking and we didn't have matches yeah. or our matches were either wet or something they wouldn't light and it was just like wow really affected the whole trip and
1: how <laughs> to have cold beans yes <laughs> For those that are interested in hunting, uh, everybody knows that deer season just kind of kicked off uh, be, um, around mid-October. And uh, so a gentleman named Thomas Alexander, he's a sixty 66-year-old man who was an experienced hunter. It's not his first go-around, he wasn't a rookie. Uh, lived out in Yellville, Ar- Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And while well, he was out hunting for deer, he was using an old school muzzle loader, which mm-hmm. in that time frame was from October nineteenth to twenty seventh to use muzzle loaders. I so
0: don't know what a muzzle loader
1: is. It's one of the ones where you pack that... like you know how David Crockett Shotgun? back in the day with the musket, they okay. used to have to force the gunpowder down. Oh okay. The barrel and then put the oh, okay. put the round in there. S- stuff is it that down. like
0: old school hunting? It's
1: the real old school one. Oh, uh, okay. So, so you like actually a... load oh, it good. from the top. There's no magazines or anything oh, like goodness. that. So yeah. So he was out there with one of those. And uh, he called a family member to let him know, hey, I shot a buck. Mm. You know, celebrate a little bit. Well,
0: celebrate a little too early.
1: Yeah. You know, he thought he shot a buck. Well, he might have shot the buck. Nobody really knows because they still haven't found it, ironically. But uh, he thought it was dead. So he walked over to the buck. And well, Let's just say the buck wasn't quite dead yet. So Keith Stevens, he's one of the spokesmen for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, they always recommend people wait 30 minutes to ensure that the buck is actually dead.
0: Because it could become dangerous?
1: Because it can become dangerous. I don't know if they I have... I would have never thought that. You know you know how like sometimes with, uh, with snakes, yeah. you know, they can still move, I guess. And they
0: can still bite you even yeah. after you so kill them?
1: Maybe deers have some type of flinching Ah, reaction or something when they're when they're dead so
0: this is this is tragic yeah
1: so this definitely interesting story and so
0: what happened the
1: deer they're actually kind of unsure the deer killed him, though it's believed that the deer killed him. so he actually called a a family member at 8 saying he had been injured can you call 911 so the family member called 911 they found him Mm -hmm. and he actually died on the way to the hospital
0: Wow! So he goes to kill a deer, and the deer kills him.
1: Yeah. So they're, they're. That's amazing. They get to the hospital, and they find all these puncture wounds.
0: Oh my goodness! But you know what would have been crazy? What if the deer played dead?
1: That's one. That's one. Maybe, like it stunned him or something. Yeah. You know, like maybe it went through a branch. You know, sometimes like the bullet slow down when they hit things. Maybe the bullet hit a branch, It slowed down a little bit, but maybe it was enough to knock the deer out. And the deer came to. And. And. A, you know, it's, it's an interesting story.
0: I didn't know but, deer were that dangerous. They're so I, I don't think pretty. So either. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know hog hunting can be dangerous, but you would never think like deer hunting.
1: So th- they actually have a search party out for this buck, though. But, I mean, That's what, the like, interesting part. I don't
0: understand that. Like, they just doing what animals do. It's not like, an ag- I wouldn't think the deer was naturally aggressive unless somebody yeah. was trying to come after it. You know what I'm saying? I like, mean, they it, always kill like, oh, we're going to go kill this I guess bear because yeah. it ate a human. I guess
1: if you it will, if, if you kind of grab my head in the middle of the night, if I'm knocked out, yeah. I might react and you know attack Maybe you okay. Too. Well,
0: maybe I get a bear. But what about that alligator that um, ate that little boy. In Florida, remember that story?
1: Yeah, that yeah, I remember that. But one.
0: why would they kill all these alligators? It's not gonna bring well, him back.
1: I don't know if they're trying to kill the deer, but they said they're searching for it. So they actually have dog, two dogs out there looking for this buck. I'm not sure if it's because it,
0: they... think the buck is a danger to humans?
1: It's unclear. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's I mean, like, it's might, like okay, know. we're going to get
0: revenge. I don't understand that. Maybe they're I mean, trying to certain see if situations, it's... Yes, I guess I do. Like, you don't want a bear out there that likes to eat humans, but...
1: I don't necessarily think it's because they think the deer's dangerous. They might be trying to save the deer. You know, maybe it's injured. Oh. And curled oh, up somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I always think the worst of people. They don't. They don't know where the deer was shot, oh. so they don't know if the deer is missing a leg or shot in the leg and is hobbling somewhere, you know. Because mm. they never got to talk to the guy, so there, there's a lot of questions still mm. out there. But it's it definitely so. Key thing to take from this: if you go deer hunting, before you approach the deer. Wait at least thirty minutes. Make sure it's dead.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's well. We'll end it on that advice from our Jeremy Faulkner. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or
1: just don't go deer hunting. You know, just find somebody that does and get your deer jerky from them. That's, <laughs> that's I, what I, I do.
0: Enjoy deer jerky. That's what I do. I just hey, you going but, deer hunting? But yeah. I don't. I don't like killing deer. No. No, my husband tried to take me deer hunting, and um, we waited. Out there for hours until they showed up, and as soon as they showed up, I jumped up and down and I said, "Run, Bambi, run!" <laughs> and they left, and he never took me hunting again, and that's okay yeah, with me.
1: It's probably it's probably a good I'm thing okay. for both of y'all. Uh, yeah, the, uh...
0: good thing. All <laughs> righty, well, thank you guys for tuning in to Twist of Fate podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, I'm Amanda Brown,
1: and I'm Jeremy Faulkner.